With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. They travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour. The very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week. It's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups. Right now on Con Racing. Welcome back to season five of Gone Racing. We Jeff, made it that long. Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone. Can't <laughs> believe they've kept us along for five years. Now, we've done a couple of podcasts preview, previewing the season, but we're back on the air where people can see our smiling faces. Our faces made you, for radio. I was going to say, do you really they, think they, they really want to see us? <laughs> But it's great to be back. I mean, it's also Daytona 500 week. I know it's a week that is always near and dear to your heart, having competed in that race a number of times. But uh, it's always exciting to get the season started. We've had a race at the L.A. Coliseum that was an exhibition, but it's on for real now. Well, listen, I, I, I know we talked on the podcast last week. What am I doing sitting here? I did not make it to Daytona for the uh, – That's right. You were for, supposed to be Skyping I was in. Spo- I was yeah. supposed to be calling in, you know, with the Be- Mighty Beard Oil 62. And I'm just going to start off by, by being very – uh, effusive towards my race team. I am so excited right now, Motley. Uh, I mean, almost tear my. You know, we 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 worked hard last year. We didn't get to go qualify. Noah didn't get a qualifying run, so he was in a position where he had to race his way in, which is one of the worst feelings in the world at Daytona. And I only had to do that in the four years at the Beards. I only had to race my way into Daytona the 500. Once. Well, and it's also fitting that we get a Las Vegas driver sitting in, Vegas driver sitting in your seat. That's right. Replacing he, the Vegas driver. Noah did a great job. Uh, Darren Shaw, the one-man army. So just I got to give a huge shout-out. I thought it was great when Noah did his interview. He goes, look, we have one full-time employee, which That's, you've said a number I, of occasions. We do. We have one full-time employee. Let me tell you something. I absolutely, Jeff Motley, hate being on this side of that. I was – I remember I made fun of Darren. Well, a couple you years are ago officially up. the team manager, but I'm, I think the cost is just the business cards they made up for you. <laughs> uh, you know, look, I, I I make a few phone calls here and there for things, but I hate it. I made fun of Darren that first year when he threw up in the trash can after qualifying, and I always make fun of the beards for how nervous they are and this and that. Screw this, watching it from this side, being the arrogant little punk behind the wheel. I like that a whole lot better. If anybody wants to oh. really know how stressful mm-hmm. qualifying was for Brendan last night. Go look at his Twitter feed from last night during qualifying. That's all you need. I was, the uh, the emojis with the oh. green stuff coming out of his mouth. Yeah, there were a few yeah, of those. The, the, the video of the green stuff coming out of my mouth was different, too. I think that was also on the text that you sent me. Yeah, no, it's, it was awesome. I, I was, oh, it, we're in. That's all that matters. Matter of fact, as we're sitting here, Noah just called with a, what, minute five to, before right, we hit yeah. air. And all I said to him was my favorite thing to say to him. Jeff Motley, what happens when you start 40th in the Daytona 500? Anything. You start the Daytona 500. Well, that's true. And so he is and, in the race. And, and crashing when, with no backup car in the duels would not be a good idea. Now, oh, we do need to preface. 
we're recording this show before the duels. Yes. Now, some people yes. will be listening to it after the duels, so we're taking our little bit of a leap of faith here yes. because it is before the duels. All right, before we get into the Daytona 500, we are kicking off the season here. It is our, our first show back on yep. Beeston.com on live. So we want to talk about some of the new faces and new places that we're going to see going into the year. Uh, certainly, I think the two biggest moves of the offseason, Brad Keselowski joining forces with the Roush Fenway team to kind of become part owner of that. Now, it's Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. Uh, Kurt Busch moving over to become teammates with Bubba Wallace on Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan's team. Uh, Ross Chastain moving over to become and a team. And that really is kind of a move. What's like that? the Ross Chastain is kind of a move. Not it's a move. kind of a move, <laughs> um, but I mean, because the Ganassi team went to, went apart, so Kurt moved over. Ross has moved over to be teammates with Daniel Suarez on the Trackhouse team, and we got three guys running for Rookie of the Year: Harrison Burton and Austin Sendrick. Burton moving into the Wood Brothers car, kind of a quasi Penske team, and Austin Sendrick taking the place of Brad Keselowski in the two car. We also have Todd Gilliland, who's going to be running for Front Row Motorsports. Uh, between me and you, I really think it's going to be a a two man battle for Rookie of the Year, and really, I think. Cindric has got a huge leg up going into that battle. Well, I mean, look, Cindric has a lot more experience too. I mean, he's he's a former champion in the Xfinity Series that you know won a lot of races. Xfinity Series, uh, both of them are going to be out of the same shop, so it's going to be interesting to see how. I know it's Woods Brothers, but it still comes out of the Penske shop now, so it's going to be interesting to see how Harrison and, and Austin. But you know what? Listen, old Gilligan over there. Um, one of the reasons I retired, I raced against his grandfather, I raced against his father, and I raced against him, and that's when I said I've been here too long. Don't put anything past him. He could do well. I just don't see him front row as not a Penske race. And, and obviously the two biggest names that moved there were Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski. Kurt really because he had to. Brad because he wanted to. Uh, we did. We were over at the L.A. Coliseum a couple weeks ago. Um, we thought that you know Kurt actually seemed like they made that car better and better. He kind of got unlucky there at the end. Uh, Brad's team just kind of did not seem like it had it. So uh, he's got a lot of work to do. Well, we have some predictions later that we did last week that you'll see some of our predictions that might center around Brad Keselowski. And the other big thing that is new this year is the car. Yes. The car is very new. The next-gen car that we've got, obviously this is going to be a little bit more of a less expensive car in the long run, not necessarily in the short run. We've also had supply chain issues where everybody knows you go to the grocery store, we got supply chain issues. Well, it's affecting the NASCAR teams too to be able to get all their backup cars together the, the way they want to. A huge difference on the pit stops. No more lug nuts. There's going to be one center hub to take off. So theoretically, you're going to change the tires in about six seconds. It's the fuel you're going to be waiting on almost every pit stop now. I was watching the guys. They're they're doing not six, but they're changing tires in about nine seconds. Nine and and the fuel's taking nine to ten seconds. So the pit stops will be good pit stops in the low tens, early nines. Bad ones now will be eleven and a half stuff like that. So definitely going to change how that goes. And I love how people are so upset over the one lug. It's just twenty first century guys. Most race cars have a single lug system. Um, Formula One's changing is making a pit stop in like two point four yes. seconds. I don't know how they get the fuel in that. They don't fast. fuel anymore. What, are they electric now? Nope, F1 doesn't. They, they start the race. They On enough fuel to run the whole race? Wow, I learn something new every day. Yeah. See, hope you out. All right, now let me ask you one. We talked about this a little bit off air before we came in here. One thing that could really come into play this weekend at Daytona are the bumpers. Yeah. You know, we've been hearing Joey Logano talk a little bit about it. The, the roundedness, I guess, is roundedness. Is, roundedness. It's, okay. Roundedness. My, my, my roundedness. Virginia Tech uh, degree, roundedness is okay. <laughs> we know uh, about round. <laughs> um, so... The, Joey said something about the rear bumpers being round, which was the, you know, when I was at the Coliseum, apparently I did not go look at the rear bumpers enough. What I did notice, remember a couple years ago, when, when the year I flipped, how we talked about how the Chevy noses were so, so pointy. You know, I mean, they were really, really sharp. 
And then right after that, Chevrolet went back and changed the nose to be a little, little less sharp. These noses this year are very rounded. They're not sharp, but the front nose is very, very round. If the rear bumper has any sort of roundedness to it, you're talking about concave and convex here. You know, so that could be a bad scenario. I, we, and I th- this is going to be interesting to see. And I think kind of the way to, to visualize it for people, if you have two balls and you roll them and they meet perfectly, they're going to bounce straight back. If but they if they don't, don't meet, meet perfectly, perfectly, one's going left and one's going right. right. And if that were to happen in a race car, <laughs> we don't need that happening in Daytona. Yeah, so that could be interesting to watch. The duels could be interesting to watch tonight. And I, I know a lot of guys are going to be practicing making sure that they can do get a bump draft in, get some of these things in. So it definitely is going to be a, a something to watch for at least. Well, and Daytona is going to kick off the, the, the beginning of the season as it does every year. Then we follow that with the West Coast Swing where some people will tell you the season really begins. Um, we're going to Fontana, then we come here to Las Vegas where we do our show, then we go to Phoenix, and then to Atlanta where we got a whole, a whole new situation new with a new racetrack. So tell me something. I mean, back in your – in your days when you ran full-time in the Cup Series, I know it's been a while ago now on that, but did you guys look at Daytona to say, let's just get it over with and let's get on to week two? You know, we used to spend so much time back then testing. Daytona was such a big test. You would never like 10 days. Never, we'd go down there forever. So winning Daytona is a huge, huge deal, but it never set up the season. It was never, hey, how you did at Daytona was going to depend on how you did this. Back then, Atlanta was the second race. Then you went Daytona to Atlanta, and you said, okay, racing starts. Same scenario here. Excited to go back to Fontana. Been a couple years since we've been to, what, like I've told you before, one of the few tracks that I right, miss racing. It has racing. been two years since the last yep. race there. That's and correct. I miss racing Fontana. That's a good one. But you pointed out, what is it, the last three or four Cup champions? We've had several Cup champions that have won in Las Vegas and gone on to win. Jimmy won it a number of times. Kyle Larson did it. Matt Kenseth did it. We've had a, Tony Stewart did it. Didn't Jeff, Logano Jeff it? Gordon did it. Joey Logano did it. We've had a number of drivers. Brad Keselowski, I believe, did it. So we've had a number of guys win in Vegas, go win the championship. It is a huge bellwether event for a lot of these teams. And for these new race cars, the three you talk about a two-mile you know, track of, of California, a mile and a half of the Vegas, and then the one mile of Phoenix. So going to see a lot of different stuff on this new car right off the bat. It's going to be exciting. And then even in week five at Atlanta, even though it's a mile and a half track, the track they're, has been completely refigured, uh, at least with the banking and the terms. Uh, looks like we're going to be running restrictor plates or, I guess, the tapered spacers. But I know wow. you, you and I like to refer they're, to it as restrictor. But, I mean, it's, it's basically going to be a super speedway-style race. They're making it where it has the same scenario as Talladega and, and uh, Daytona. And the testing there, uh, the speeds I saw testing there, it did. It's, it definitely sounded like they needed that. It's going to be interesting. We had a big group of them together. But, okay, but this week it's a Daytona 500. So before we start talking about the odds, we'll do that when we come back for our, our second segment. But let's kind of talk about who are some of these guys that have had great history there. Uh, certainly Denny Hamlin, I mean, is the guy who just jumps off the page at you. Kevin Harvick is the only other driver in the field with multiple wins. Yeah, you know, you look at those, I mean, 32 starts, 11 top fives. That's a, a heck of a deal. When I look down there, I mean, Justin Haley, of course, the one, the one win at Talladega, the famous one. Michael McDowell, the one guy we talk about a lot here, uh, you know, seven top tens, 21 events. How about Austin Dillon, though? Eight rate, almost 50% top 10, 17 races, eight top tens. That That's pretty impressive. Now, 
Uh, the one I always like to throw out, Kyle Busch with his nine top tens and 33 races. What is the place that Kyle Busch hates more than anything? He hates Daytona. <laughs> now, keep in mind, Kyle Busch has never won the Daytona 500. Probably the only major thing he hasn't done. He's won at Daytona. Just he has won at Daytona, but he has not won the 500. Broke his leg there in an Xfinity race yes, a few did. years ago, missed part of the season. But look at the numbers his brother has at Daytona. 18 top tens. More than anybody in the top field. fives. Look at the top fives even. 13 Absolutely. top fives out of 41 races. Kurt loves this place, but the Toyota, with the way you race this track now, it bodes well for that 2311 race team and Kurt Busch. Well, and his teammate Bubba Wallace has proven himself to be very adept on these type super speedways, so I think you're going to see Kurt being able to have a drafting partner that's going to help him as well. And then we've also got Martin Truex. No wins. we back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back in to Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone, and uh, we're proving why it's week one. We didn't exactly get out of here the smoothest in the first segment of uh, you fixed up some other thing. But, Nobody else noticed. You know, but Nobody you're right. I, you know, we, we notice because we try to be perfectionists, <laughs> even though but, we're not really uh, uh, long way from that. in here yet. Um, What's that? Our main guy after us. I mean, oh yeah, Mike Pritch, Pritchard. Pritch yeah. ain't here. Pritch ain't here. Yet. Mike we, we Pritchard was here. We, we don't get we don't get professional until Pritch walks in. Absolutely. All right, we're talking Daytona 500 this week, though. So let's start talking about the odds to win the Daytona 500. No big surprise. Denny Hamlin, who is is the guy to beat at Daytona almost every time we show up down there, he's a plus 850. Chase Elliott 10 to one. Kyle Larson 11 to one. The Penske teammates Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney are 12 to one. William Byron and Kyle Busch at 15. Brad Keselowski, 16, Kurt Busch, 17, Kevin Harvick, Alex Bowman, and Austin Dillon at 18, Bubba Wallace, Martin Truex Jr., who has never won at Daytona, coming in at 20, and some larger numbers there, Eric Almarola, 22, several guys at 25, Stenhouse, Sendrick, Bell, Reddick, and Busher at 35. I don't think there's any shocker that Denny is our favorite. No, I mean, and listen, he should be. I mean, in, in the last 10, let's just do 10 races. We showed the stat earlier of his career, last 10 races, Five top fives, two wins. I mean, here's a guy that knows how to get to the finish, knows how to race these things properly, knows how to get be there when it matters. And, and another one that's a really good bet right here, our, our reigning Daytona 500 champion, 
He is not on that front page, Jeff Motley. No, you're right. Michael McDowell, you've got to skip all the way over to page two. For him, he's 60-1. to one. <laughs> um, I think his numbers were about that, that high last year. And, look, it would not surprise no. any of us. Here's Justin Haley, a former Daytona 500, a Daytona winner, not Daytona 500. He won the, he won the, the summer race. I, I used to call it the July race, but now they run it in August. He's, a, he's coming in at 35-1. to one. But there's a n- number of other guys out there. Greg Biffle's in the field this week. Well, he hopes to be in the field this week. I mean, he might be in the field by the time people hear this show, but as we're taping, we're not sure at 40-1. to uh, But a lot of other guys in good cars out there that are going to run well. Daniel Suarez is one that jumps out at 60-1. to Eric Jones there at 50-1. to Our our little buddy uh, Noah, he's at 100-1. And and listen, this is – Noah – I told Noah on the phone the other night, I said he's going to do things that I never never could imagine doing this sport. He's going to – I'm really proud of him at 100-1. to He's a hell of a race car driver. He's done so – look at his Xfinity stats – at the super speedway races, he can get it done. And the equipment he has, he can get it done. So I look at those numbers and I go, okay, right off the bat, yeah, Denny Hamlin should be. But Michael McDowell should not be that far down. Uh, uh, you know, there's guys that should not be that. Uh, Austin Dillon, you know, there's a guy that, you know, is his best finishes all have been at super speedway races. So there, there's some great numbers here. Yes, I know you love to say it's a crapshoot. First, but, first, it's first time, first yeah. one, first one of the, of the show. There are some great numbers that you can do really well here. You just have to pick the right horse. Well, and when you think about the favorite being plus eight fifty, I don't think you should be shy about betting multiple drivers this week. No, uh, you could, you could do a. a there, there's some prop bets we have later. You could do a team based. Remember, if the team, the teams are going to work together. The Hendrick cars are the fastest cars in qualifying. If you bet on the Hendrick cars, you got a great shot. Unless. The Hendrick cars cause the wreck. Then they take each other out. So you got to balance some of that. But this is a great week to make to put a couple of those nice long shot numbers out there because we get a lot of long shot winners here. When do teammates no longer matter in the Daytona 500? Turn four, last lap. Not before. Nope. Not the white flag. Not nope. two to go. Turn four, last lap. Aren't you waiting too long? Nope. You can you can go from fifth to first, and if if you have it lined up, because what happens is if you got the three teammates pushing up front. And then they go for the win. They make that big hole as you come off of turn four. You could be fourth, fifth, and make your way to the front. All right, you're the expert on that. So, all right, let's look, there. <laughs> let's look at the odds for top three. Now, this is tightening up a little bit here. Uh, not nearly the big numbers there. Denny Hamlin, our favorite, at a plus two ten, uh, and they're going to follow alongside sort of where the, our numbers were for the odds to win the race. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, both plus two forty. Logano plus two sixty. Blaney plus two eighty. Kyle Busch and Byron plus three hundred. Keselowski three fifty. Kurt Busch three eighty. Harvick four hundred, along with Bowman and Dillon. Bubba 425, Truex 425, Almirola 600, Stenhouse, Cindric, Bell, Reddick 800, and Busher 10 to 1. What's interesting with this, Jeff, is okay, we talk on any given weekend. Normally, a race winner is four, six, eight, right? That, that's, last year we had that streak of double digit winners to start the season. But normally, your race winners are in that four to 800 price range to win. To win. You're talking top three now. So, what I like is okay, you can take a couple long shots here. But you can go on that organization bet. So, okay, let's say we, we don't want to bet on the Hendricks. We think the Hendrick cars, yeah, they're fast, but one mistake takes them out. Okay, let's go on the RCR Chevrolet side. Let's do an Austin Dillon 4-1 to one and a Tyler Reddick at 8-1. to one. Put a college car in there. What don't you see on this page? Any of the college cars. Right, Justin Haley, who was going to hop in there. He was the same as Busher and Daniel at 10-1. And then we see Daniel Hemrick at 13-1. to one. So you could put those four guys... You got four guys with a great number 
that that can that can flat out have a chance to win this race. Okay, let's go on the twenty three eleven or the or let's go on the track house side. You got a Daniel Suarez at twenty to one and a Ross Chastain at thirteen to one. You put them in with the Chevrolet mix of of say the 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 Childers cars. They make it through the wreck. You got some great people and Noah Gregson, who and Ty Dillon and GMS. Uh, there's going to be a Chevrolet line. There'll be two. The Hendrick cars don't like to play nice with others, but all the rest of the Chevys like to play nice. Well, and you know, kind of what I see in there is I see certain guys that I say bet them to win, don't bet them top three because I'm, I'm the guy I'm going to throw out Stenhouse. Stenhouse is not going to finish second or third. No, no, no. He's either going to win or he's probably not going to cross the finish line on with all four wheels on the ground, right? That, uh, there's there's a there's a common trend in his career here. So I mean that you don't want him behind. You're asking about coming off of turn four, <laughs> the one you don't want behind you. For, you know the one you don't want behind you coming out of turn two. He normally gets a little premature. But and you get doing my point though. There's certain guys that are wreckers or checkers. Yes, and that is uh, he would be. He's the first one, obviously that that would come to mind. Yeah, absolutely, is the first one that comes. To mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I, yeah. well, moving on. Now, okay. one thing we don't talk a lot about when we get to places like Daytona and Talladega are the driver head-to-heads and I think we look at the driver head-to-heads and we don't see really big numbers unless the guy you know sometimes we talk about you're going to bet somebody on the don't line well the only don't line is Denny Hamlin Hamlin. which is not a lot of return return a lot Ryan Blaney's plus 105 to Denny's minus 125 Chase Elliott 115 to Denny's minus 135 Joey Logano is 115 to Denny's minus 135 not so sure I'd Spend a whole lot of time on these the driver head-to-heads. Head-to-heads are, the only one I would look at, if you want to talk about fun, at least there's one fun one. We just talked, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Austin Sindrick. They're, they're a straight bet across the board, minus 110s. Um, it's the most fun one. You've got just what you talked about with Stenhouse. You've got the rookie with Austin Sindrick. You have both of them, one a Ford, one a, one a Chevy camp. You know, you've got a lot of, lot of differences there. It could be fun to watch that one. But otherwise, we, we, we always talk when we get to Daytona and Talladega. That's about all the time I want to spend on head-to-heads. You know, my whole thing with head-to-heads is I think this is the one time that I wish that the odds makers would have a little fun with it. Put Kurt Busch against Kyle Busch. Put Kurt Busch against Bubba Wallace. Put Put Daniel Suarez against, against, you know, Ross Chastain. I I just think those could be kind of a little bit of fun, you know. At least you get some fun, fun numbers out there instead of just, you know, Danny Ryan, Danny Chase, Danny Joey. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Our favorite things are the groups. Yes. You want to start on the groups here? We yeah, let's go to it. Listen, we, we, we got a lot of stuff last segment anyways. So let's we go do. to it. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, so we're going to start on the groups. Let's go to Group A. No big surprise that Denny Hamlin is the favorite at plus 235 in Group A. Ryan Blaney is plus 275. Chase Elliott and Joey Logano both at plus 290. I think maybe the thing that surprises me a little bit there is to see only one Hendrick driver there in Group A. Um, I expected Hamlin to be there. Um, but I know that Joey and Ryan are really, really good on these type of racetracks. Well, and you got to remember, Ryan Blaney has a win at Daytona. Last five, last 10 races, five top fives, three top tens. But let's go just to the super speedways. Ryan Blaney, three wins, better at Talladega than he is at Daytona. But still, 275 against Joey and Chase. Group A is going to be a tough one. What I see there is I see a Toyota camp. I see a Penske camp, I see a Hendrick camp, and I see uh, uh, another Penske camp. So I see two Penske cars. My favorite is go for the Penske cars if they're they're going to push themselves through that group if you're going to bet one, but I wouldn't do t- Group A today. Yeah, I think Group A is a really tough one. I, I don't disagree with you. I think instead of having to make a bold Pick Denny Hamlin to win instead of Group A, and it's, it's pays you better. Well, 
exactly. So now look, let's take a look at Group B. We've got our reigning NASCAR champion Kyle Larson is the favorite in there at plus two sixty. William Byron and Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace all at plus two seventy five. Uh, I, I think the first thing it gets me, Brendan, is that Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace's odds to win the Daytona five hundred were pretty high and a lot higher than others. But to move them all the way up to Group B, it's almost like you're really inviting the money on Larson and Byron. Well, I, I think you're trying to. Um, you know, Kurt Busch has we, we talked about how how good he's been, but he hasn't been great lately on the on the super speedways. He does not have a lot of good finishes. Uh, he's got a win in the last ten races Daytona, but only one top five, two top tens. So Bubba, of course, won the rain delayed race last year in Talladega. So he got his first career win there. I think you're going to see a lot of emotional money on that Bubba Wallace side. I think that William Byron, though, has proven that he's the best uh, restrictor plate racer or, or super speedway racer in that group for my money, for my taste. Well, two hundred guys, two twenty three eleven guys in that group. All right, we come back on Gone Racing. We'll start with uh, C Group. Back here on Gone Racing, Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone. We're breaking down the Daytona 500. We're on our group picks right now, Brendan, and we are moving along to Group C. Brad Keselowski is the favorite at plus 260, and then Alex Bowman, Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Busch at plus 275. And I'll just jump right in there. To me, Bowman or Busch. Well, here's the thing. Brad Keselowski, right? We've talked about how great he was. That's what he got his start. Remember the Phoenix Racing Team and, and the whole yeah. yellow line. Carl and, Edwards. And all and, that. Yeah. So Brad Keselowski, last 10 races, though, one top 10. And if you go to Talladega, include it. He's got to win at Talladega. Three top 10s on total super speedways. Better at Talladega than Daytona. As bad as they looked in their new car um, last week at the Coliseum. I know totally different places. But as bad as they looked at the Coliseum, Jeff, man, I just, I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to jump on that bandwagon right now. And in qualifying, it wasn't like he was anything spectacular in qualifying. No, and and I just I think that team's going to have some growing pains. Now I think Brad is going to make that team better at some point, but I think there's going to be some growing pains early. And and look, Harvick has really I mean he he didn't win a race last year. Um, that team alone has not really done anything to set the world on fire. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. You know, you um, you now, know now Kyle Busch though. What do we say about Kyle Busch? I don't touch him with a ten foot pole. Well, at Daytona Talladega. But Alex Bowman, to me, can be a little little reckless sometimes. Not uh, as reckless as Chase Elliott. All right. I like Kyle Busch in this group. I Ooh. just think you're giving Ooh. me those numbers. I, 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 but I don't know that I'm going to pick I, anybody I almost want to. I almost want to go head-to-head with you on that one. I, almost, I didn't say I was necessarily going to pick anybody in oh, this one, but okay, if I had to pick someone. All right, Group D, we got Austin Dillon, Eric Almarola, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., all plus 270, and rookie Austin Sendrick coming in at plus 275. Boy, I tell you, you, you look at that group on paper, and you think, well, Dillon's the guy there. Well, but I also look at that group and remember the, extre- the famous – matter of fact, Mike Joy, I, if I was Austin Dillon, I'd be a little upset last night uh, – uh, Mike Joy on on the t- broadcast actually basically used a verb for like a Munson. He called. He said that Eric Almirola got Dylaned a couple years ago. Dylan to win the Daytona 500. Wow. Um, and 
I thought it was more of a racing deal then, but I think it's funny. Group D has Austin Dillon, Eric Almirola, who had that famous race to the checkered flag of the Daytona 500, and uh, those two guys is your favorite? It's hard to pick between them. Um, like you said, Ricky Stenhouse's checkers are wreckers. You can pick him. He's either going to win or or not be anywhere near it. Cindric, a little too early for me to jump really on the Cindric bandwagon. I think he's going to do a nice job of staying in line with them Penske teammates and pushing, but... I like Austin Dillon in that group. Good thing for Cindric, he's on a racetrack that he doesn't need a brake pedal because he certainly didn't use it in L.A. <laughs> I mean, you really. podcast, you'd understand. <laughs> All right, let's move along to Group E where we have uh, three guys, Christopher Bell, Chris Busher, Martin Truex Jr., all at plus 270, Tyler Reddick at plus 275. Man, you know, you, know we're, we're, you and I both have been on the Tyler Reddick bandwagon. I think he's good on every type of racetrack right now. He's 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 due to even win a race pretty soon. Boy, I tell you, I like Tyler Reddick. Well, and and listen, I mean, we talked about Martin Truex Jr. and his uh, dislike, shall we say? For you know, he's got two top fives and ten races here. How many wins? No, none, just two top fives. It doesn't but, take long to count them, does it? But Tyler Reddick, I mean, he's only got five races, one top five. But Reddick does seem to make a lot of noise. Uh, Struggling, huh? I, well, I mean, Seabell, maybe. You know, if if I'm if I'm kind of splitting hairs, I just uh, I you know, C. Busher, Chris Busher has been not too bad there. I just that's a tough one. I don't, I don't really have Chris Busher has five top five tens in the last ten races there. So I mean, Busher has the best stats. If you ask me to give you the stat, Chris Busher has the best stats. So I would do Busher based off of the stats of the. Of, of that but well and we've only got one group left and and it's pretty obvious that what we are what we are basically establishing the groups are hard to pick this week yes they are <laughs> uh group we normally f- love the groups it is tough this week group f we got three guys at the top there almondinger chastain and justin haley and a big drop off to chase briscoe plus 290 um i'm not really sure that i could differentiate I them one. i, I, I think differentiate. chastain might be the favorite there but i can differentiate the heck out of this one for you and it's not obvious is the problem it's well, i know not... haley has a win but it was a win because kurt bush shouldn't have pitted during a rain delay but but it's it's not haley you ready for this in the last 10 super speedway races at daytona i'm listening who well, has four starts and four top tens well i mean i would have to guess it's chastain no dinger Dinger. Dinger. Four starts, four top tens, two top course. fives on, on the big track. So I can look at this and say, you know what? That's not terrible. I think the Dinger, and look, the equipment he's in, what I've talked about, the, the, the group he's going to be in that Hendrick, or that, sorry, that Childress Chevrolet group. Um, I think that's, I think that could be pretty darn nice right there. So you finally found one of the groups that you actually kind of I do. like the matchup there. I do. I think I like Dinger a lot in that. And it's a two, is that 285? 265. No, he's plus 265. 65. It's three, all three are favorites there. All right, now, Brendan, this week, we've gotten through the groups. we got some pretty cool props. Now, we used to have the prop on what manufacturer is going to finish higher or whatever. But and I'm sure we'll have that in coming weeks. We'll have that in coming weeks. But well, let's just go through some of these this week because I think there's some exciting ones there. And I think they're actually worth breaking down because guess what? Some of them, I think, have got some really good numbers on them. So let's start. The first one is 
What organization will have the most cars to finish in the top ten? Hendrick Motorsports, clearly the favorite, plus 135. They've got four cars out there. It just does, same as Joe Gibbs Racing at plus 160, four cars out there. Team Penske's only got three cars out there. They're coming in at plus 230. That's the only ones that we have odds on. And that's why it has a higher odd, because remember, the Woods Brothers do not technically count Count as a Penske car. As a Penske car. So, to me, I can look at that and go, hmm. The Gibbs cars have learned how to hang in the back. That's what gives me the Gibbs advantage. The Hendrick cars like to stay up front. They, and you just mentioned, you think Alec Bowman, I think Chase Elliott, they both have a, a tendency to cause a lot of mischief, let's just say. But Team Penske, now that Brad's gone, remember the strife between Joey and Brad, how they didn't work together well as teammates, there was a lot of this going on. You know, I was at Penske Racing when they had two drivers that didn't get along very well. Now you got Austin Sindrick in that mix. You've got Joey, you've got Austin, you've got Blaney. Three guys that I think can work really well to each other, even though it's only three cars. I like the plus two thirty. I think that's a good number too. I, mm-hmm. I like that. The Gibbs is going to be kind of interesting. Um, you know, but they've learned of, how to get to the finish. That the Gibbs have learned hang and get there at the end. So, and it still starts, doesn't seem to work out well for Martin Truex Jr. Jr. when still. it's all over. I, he's just sort and of remember twenty three eleven doesn't count. That's only Gibbs. That's correct. But so, you do have two more Toyotas to help that that Toyota you know pack, which they didn't have. In previous years. Correct. Now, the next prop we've got is for Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott to both finish in the top five, and that's a plus 450. So that kind of follows along your thought of Chase Elliott could could do something that could jeopardize his finish. Because I think we know Kyle Larson, number one, Kyle Larson, he does not take unnecessary moves very often. Um, He is a very smart driver. He does tend to stay out of trouble. Kyle Larson's a guy I think is going to be there at the end. Kyle Larson is is, is absolutely. I just get nervous about Chase. Um, you know, he's only got. I just I, I've racing with him. There's things you see I don't like watching him on the super speedways. Uh, I don't you know so. See makes, if, if William Byron and Kyle Larson were there, Byron I'd take that Larson, plus two fifty. I I would go. I would go. It would absolutely be less, and I would probably go for that bet. Um, with it being Chase, makes me a little nervous. But I love both. the number, 450. That's a great number, though. I think we're both in agreement on that one. So the next one we've got, um, two guys who have been very successful at Daytona, Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano, to both finish in the top five, plus 400. You know, I think it's – and I'm going to tell you why. I don't think that's a good bet because – Because Kyle hates this place. Well, I thought Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano. Oh, Den- Denny and Jenny. Sorry. Right. So, so my thought is on Denny and Joey, though, is neither one of those guys will help the other one. So if it comes down to the last lap, those two are not going to be in the same lane, I do not believe. I believe they are both going to be going for the win. And I think we typically know that when when two guys are in opposite lanes, somebody tends to get sucked back. Yes, and that that's that's what happens. It could both be going forward, but it is tough to go across camps there to me. To me, that's a tough one because it's across manufacturer camps. That's a difficult one for me. Yeah, and of course, the whole thing here is we're trying to kind of keep in mind. We hope they're there at the finish. Yes, because you got to be there at the finish. All right, another one. This is one I was looking at. Is, Sorry, is the brothers the Kurt and Kyle Busch plus eight hundred ain't enough, baby? Plus eight hundred, yeah, ain't I, enough I, for I, me. I agree. I, I like. I, well, I kind of like Kurt's chances to finish in the top five. So do I. Probably a little bit better. But Kyle, Kyle, man, you come in with that with that with the bad ad, mental attitude. Not saying he's bad. I just mean he does not like this place. Yeah, you're exactly right. That, that so ends it right there for me. I would stay away from that yeah. one. And our last prop we've got up here, Austin Dillon and Ty Reddick, Tyler Reddick, to both finish in the top 
10 and notice, plus 225. Notice it's a plus 225. I think that's a great bet. I like that one a lot. I do. I got a lot of. I got a lot of. I'm. I'm going to be betting heavy on the, uh, on the RCR boys this week. Well, and they are two guys who appear to have become really good teammates. Mm-hmm. Two guys that seem like they are really going to work to what together well. So I feel really good about what they're going to be able to do out there. So I think that would be a good bet to take that one at plus two twenty five. Okay, we'll be back on Gone Racing for our final segment. A few more bets, and we'll give you our picks. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back here on Gone Racing, Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone. Our final segment, we have done a pretty uh, yeoman's effort of breaking down the Daytona 500. We will have our picks a little bit later in this segment. But since this is our first show of the year, we need to talk a little bit about the season. Uh, On our podcast last week, we kind of went through some of our picks. But let's take a look first off at the season odds. I don't think it's a big surprise that Kyle Larson comes in as a favorite at a plus 360. Uh, Chase Elliott is a plus 500. Denny Hamlin at 700. William Byron, 800. Truex, 900. Kyle Busch, plus 950. A couple other notables in there. Blaney is 11. Joey Logano, 12. Kevin Harvick, 15. Brad Keselowski, 22. uh, Kurt Busch, 25. Um, Larson should be the favorite, but it's been a while since anybody repeated. Well, Jimmy Johnson was a while ago. You know, the, but the thing I look at here is, is we talk about this, and I said it on the podcast last week. You hear me all year long. You hear me say this, Jeff, and, and betting a future is how you ha- can, can set yourself up for hedges at the end of the year. Whose numbers are going to change? I do believe that a Kyle Busch or a Ryan Blaney or a Joey Logano, those numbers will shrink. They will get smaller. They will be closer for that championship. Martin Truex Jr., William Byron, those numbers will still shrink. Denny Hamlin's number will most likely still shrink. So now's the time, if you want to jump on that Kevin Harvick having a rebound year, take it now at 15. Alex Bowman, you know, making it to the Final Four, having a chance, take it now at 18. Because those guys that make it to the Final Four, their odds are only going to be 250, 350, 400 to win the championship. Bet the future gives you the ability to hedge down the road in the end. And we saw that last year. Kyle Larson's numbers were, I think, about a plus six fifteen. It was fifteen to one or something at the start well, of the know, season, and it quickly started going down, quickly especially escalated. after he won in Las Vegas. All right, one thing we've also got this season are some uh, props on over unders on how the drivers are going to do. Who's who's basically going to win the certain number of races? Uh, we got a team bet there. 
23XI. Uh, they are uh, plus 165 to go over. Bubba gets a win and Kurt gets a win. They go over. That one cashes in. So I think that's a pretty good number there. Hendrick Motorsports, 14 and a half. It's a ridiculous number. You're not going <laughs> to win awesome. much on it. Hey, minus 110, minus 120. Hint, hint. I, I think I said this on the podcast last week. Hey, DraftKings, come on. Yeah, hint, hint, stay so, away. Let, let, give, me, give, me a little, give me a little fun here. I mean, you're making, it, you're making everything so negative here. Come Joe, on. Joe Gibbs Racing uh, comes in another eight and a half. Both of them negative numbers. Don't really spend much time on it. Colleague Racing. A, a brand new team, startup team, and they've got them as a prop bet for number of win- All they got to do is win once. They have AJ Allmendinger, but you, don't, but you don't win much on that. That's a minus one seven. Yeah, but a, so. I, still, I like it because the dinger. Which way are you going to bet the over? I would bet the over, even at minus one seven. Yes, because look, six road races and four super speedway races. This is a team that has already proven, even though they haven't been there full time, they have got some horses in the stable. Like I, I like that. What does Uncle Brent say? It's all about cashing tickets. Doesn't matter if it's a big ticket, cash the cash ticket, tickets. right? Okay, Stuart Haas Racing. Over two and a half is, is where you're going to win money. That is the is dog. The dog. Well, this is big three and me, two years removed. Well, guess what? That's two and a half more races than they won last year. No, but still, that's man, that's a how the mighty have fallen right there. That's a quick fall from grace. And uh, Team Penske, another one, you can't really win much on that one. Four and a half is their number, minus 105 for the Give over. Give something minus fun to bet. Come on, guys. Under, so not much to be talked about on that one. Do we have that? Do we have our numbers on the drivers uh, over? I don't know if we have that graphic up there or not, but – uh, if we have the driver over under graphic, we don't have that. And we, we had on the podcast on last so week. We did have that on the podcast last week. One thing Brendan and I did last week too, and we only did it on the podcast. So if you listen to the podcast, you're going to hear a little bit of a repeat number. Um, but our season oh, predictions. No, they have the driver season win props. Oh, we do there have the driver season win props now. So uh, there's a bunch of them on a big screen <laughs> that's really kind of hard to read from right here. <laughs> we're, uh, we're old, showing our age, but. In the end, we did pick a bunch last week, Jeff, and and it was some fun. There's some fun ones there. I mean, guys that can get one win can pay you pretty good. Uh, there there is some some interesting numbers there, but we, we can we can just we can just talk about how we. Picked. Well, and guess what? You can find all of it on the website at vcin.com. So go That's check right. us out there. But let's talk about some of the predictions that you and I made uh, last week, Brendan. We we both picked a driver to win the title. You went with Joey. I went with Joey. I just I I think that he's going to take the reins as the leadership role over that Penske group and. I like what uh, what I've seen, at, especially after what I saw at the Coliseum, that they really have got a handle on this car quickly. So I like Joey. And I like Kyle. And I think the biggest reason that I like Kyle is because he is he's in a new car. And I think being in a new car, and he is such a great guy at adapting to new cars. I just really like we that. We talked there. about that. Right. Who, who won the first, you know, finished second at the Coliseum. Who won the first, the, the winged next gen, the win gen six car, the first races, the first championships. Kyle Busch, he does change quickly. I do like that pick also. Right. My final four, I'm going with Kyle Busch. Obviously, I have him winning it. Larson, who I just think is going to be right there at the end because he's going to win a lot of races. Chase Elliott, my surprise guy there, Tyler Reddick. I like that too. Uh, I, I went with Larson. We both have Larson in ours. And, of course, I had to take Logano because he picked him to win the championship. But I got Kyle Busch, like you, and William Byron. So we, we have Larson. And La- the Kyles are our two, call them locks, between me and you. And then we have Joey and William Byron for me. Uh, a couple other ones we had today. Uh, breakout driver. We, we both, both like You picked Tyler. him in the Final Four. Yep, I got him in the Final Four. We both like him. Rookie of the year. I don't think I, I think Harrison Burton is going to surprise and do well. And I, I, I even think that Harrison Burton will be able to win a race this year, possibly. I do think that. But I think Austin Cindric is going to 
take a commanding lead with that uh, the blue deuce. And we figured if we're going to do a breakout driver, we're going to see who disappointed. Well, the funny part last week was the break was the disappoint. Since we both took Keselowski, we decided we were going to take, we a, had to second, take a second one, second driver. And uh, I took Truex because I just. I, I, I think it's it's heading heading the other way, kind of like I think Harvick was that like guy last year, which is why I didn't pick him, and you kind of went a different I, way. Uh, you picked Truex, and I picked Chastain, and I only picked. I mean, like we said, people, if they understand the history there. But what I said was what we saw out of his performance at the at the clash. Now I know it was a non points race, but you got to extrapolate how they react to those things and how it goes there. He's got a lot of pressure on himself. He. We'll see if he can step up and, and accept that pressure and make it work. But you and I both agreed. Brad Kay, that RFK group, man, they looked awful at the clash. Well, and they I've, did not look good in qualifying. A yet. lot's going to be said once we see how they perform when they get to Fontana, they come to Vegas, they go to Phoenix. We'll we'll find out a little bit more out of that team. Also, if you go on our website at vcin.com, you can also see who Brendan and I both picked to finish as the 16 playoff drivers, we probably don't need to run through all those right now. We'll just bore people. And we also both think Team Hendrick will end up with the most wins, which was not exactly going out on a limb. By the way, Chris Busher, 28th, and Brad Keselowski in qualifying was 17th. They were okay, well, and that was qualifying. We'll see how they yes, run in the draft. Our, six, our 16, we did have a lot the same, but I think it, what's fun is when you get to that last four, right? You know, in the last four, I mean, Haley, and I had a Haley and a Daniel Suarez you had a Bubba Wallace and a and an Austin Sindrick and a Daniel Suarez. You know, I, the bottom fours were the fun ones. But yeah, Team Hendrick, if they don't win the most races this year, I think you and I would be shocked. All right, absolutely. I don't know about those little pictures I got on our screen up there, but anyway. <laughs> All right, we got to get into our picks. We got about three minutes left in this segment, so we need to make our picks for the Daytona 500. And we go uh, in the reverse order the way we finished last year. So I, I have no recollection. I have of that. a great so I'm recollection. Just, I'm just going to volunteer that. to go first. Is we the way didn't I'm do at. a wrap up show last week. Last year, so I should have a little trophy here to celebrate my win. But I don't know, Brendan, about. you go first. Uh, I'm I'm volunteering to go first. For everybody <laughs> to know. Now, look. Every time I go to Daytona, I always say I pick. I had to pick myself, right? That was my rule. You're not racing. You said I don't have to do that, but I'm still picking the 62 for a top three. All right, that's fair. Give me, come on, Noah. Get in that RCR draft. Get it, and you're going to see a very recurring theme here. I'm going four of my picks in the top three. 62 at 35 to one. Tyler Reddick at 800. Austin Dillon at 400 and Hemrick at 13 to one. It's all the RCR group. Anna and I kind of joked that last year she had the Penske group coming out of turn four. They wrecked each other. It can be it's feast or famine. I'm going for the feast. And then my fifth pick, I'm torn between the Dinger and Group F or Team Penske on that plus 230. I'm going to go Team Penske plus 230. Most cars in the uh, top 10. Okay. All right. Let's get to our pit crew. Our pit crew is trying to win the whole thing in the very first week. They are. They're, they're going, swinging for the fence. They're swinging for a fence that's Todd. There. They're going Todd Gillen win the at three hundred to one to win the race. <laughs> they're going Kurt Busch in Group B, Kyle Busch in Group C, and they are going on the don't line on Brad Keselowski. They're taking both Kevin Harvick and Alex Bowman. So over they're, Brad, they're Keselowski. swinging for. They're, they've won it in the first week or. They're playing the, hey, we're taking the, the easy little numbers and chipping away at it. Uh, yeah, something okay. like that, I believe. Gotcha. So. gotcha. And the champion from last year, who gets to go last, the I champion. Remember. I don't remember. I don't champion. remember. Just reminding everybody in case you didn't hear that earlier when we started this segment. <laughs> My picks, I'm going Ryan Blaney to win, 12-1, to gotcha. one, like remember. Ryan Blaney there. I'm going to take Kyle Larson in his plus 240 for a top three. 
And then the rest of mine are going to be in the groups. I'm sticking to the Kyle Larson bandwagon. Uh, I'm taking Kyle in Group B. I'm taking Austin Dillon in Group D. And my man who's going to have the breakout year, Tyler Reddick. I'm going with him in Group E. And those are my picks. What do you think, Brendan? You got think, about 30 seconds before we I think we have that to it's very it tough to do the show when my favorite Olympic sport is on one of the monitors here at Beeson Curling. Um, it's very difficult to focus during curling. Yeah, it's kind I, of been I, it's hard. It's a very intense sport. Yeah. I love my curling. I can do it. Okay. Me and Pritch. All right. Enjoy the Daytona 500, everybody, this week. Curling. We'll be back next week. We'll break it down for you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.